When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Wolves Weekly, Matchday Live Extra. Brighton nil, Wolves nil. Wolves and beaten run stretches to six in all competitions against a Brighton side who are now nine unbeaten at home but had scored in their 22 previous home matches denied tonight by a real impressive stout rearguard defensive performance from a Wolves team who you might remember conceded six the last time they played at this stadium back last April. Many of those players who featured that day were in the team again today and they were highly impressive led by the defensive organisation of Craig Dawson, who returned to the starting lineup alongside Mario Lamina. And a first start since October for Pedro Neto, who played in a bit of an unusual central kind of false nine role for much of the game. Slipped a bit further right in the second half and caused Brighton all sorts of issues. Actually, Neto, probably Wolves' most likely player to score in the first half. He carried the ball a good 40, 50 yards before curling one just wide. And in the second half, down the right-hand side, a couple of opportunities that flashed across the face of goal. Mario Lamina had one where he powered his way into the penalty area and forced a good sharp save. And overall, Andy Thompson... Wolves will feel like they very much deserve their point here. Brighton had a lot of the ball, as we always expect them to do, but they didn't really cause us that many issues. No, it didn't. Uh, when it comes to the vital areas, I think that Wolves just uh, nullified them. I think that the way that they defended, uh, as I said, as a team, not as just uh, the back line, uh, they just always seemed to be in the right place at the right time and made it difficult for Brighton because Brighton are a very good side. We've seen it throughout the game. The way that they pass the ball, the move the ball, the movement off it. But Wolves more than matched them, Selok, and they, they made it difficult and frustrated Brighton because you could hear the fans of Brighton getting, getting a little bit annoyed by it. But it just shows uh, how well they've played. And, and you look in that second half as well, they had some good opportunities to, to win it. And, and, and I think they'll be disappointed by it um, because they did just cut them open when they, when they did play. Yeah, and I say, stats don't always tell the full story of the game. So 72% plus 
possession for Brighton. It was actually 76 in the second half. 11 shots to Wolves eight, four on target to Wolves three, and there were six blocked for the home side. They had eight corners, Wolves had two, but when it comes to the counter-attacks, Wolves had five, five counter-attack shots as well. Um, you know, the, the pass success rate, Brighton's was 90%, but a lot of it is that kind of short, quick stuff, whereas Wolves, 77%, a lot more of it long, 42 long balls they attempted in the game. But as we said right at the end of our coverage, that there are different ways to play the game and different ways to control the game. And, and in many respects, Wolves might not have had the ball to control it, but they kept Brighton in the areas they wanted them to be and then looked to hit them on the counter. Yeah, they did. So, look, because um, I'll tell you what, Brighton kept going, kept um, asking questions of that defence of Wolves and, and unfortunately they found no answers out of it because at the end of the day, say, Wolves defended really well. Wolves were happy with Brighton just having the ball playing in front of them. Um, it, look, it was, it was good to watch. The movement was good from Brighton. But I tell you what, the way that Wolves stuck to it, because say it's quite easy just to switch off um, in that play with the amount of possession what they had, uh, you would expect somebody to switch on, but they didn't. They, I tell you what, they they stayed strong and they made it difficult uh, for Brighton and everything that they asked of Wolves, uh, Wolves more than uh, come up with it. And and look, it's all about making sure you get results. Clean sheets we talk about as well, yeah. which is a massive factor to it. And so they'll be proud of that as well. But again, it, it, look, Brighton had a lot of play. They're a very good side, don't get me wrong. We, we've seen over the last couple of years what they can do. Uh, but I think Wolves will be happy, happy with that. It, it, football, is, look, football is a funny old game, said uh, Jimmy Greaves once in a while. But when you look at it, uh, almost an identical team came here and lost 6-0 only a couple of months ago. And if anything sums up where this team are now in the evolution of what Gary O'Neill is doing, it is how, how good defensively they were. When you and I talked before the game, I don't think I've seen us being as bad defensively in the game here last season. And yet today was a million miles away from that. Well, well you always felt confident in the way that Wolves were defending. Last, last year when we come and watched us the way we defended... We thought, how many is this going to be? We were happy with the result in the end because it, it we just didn't look right at all. We just they just went through us so easily um, and created opportunities to get the, the goals what they got. But today they didn't. They've got they've got players who throw things at it. Uh, they block. They work the player. They don't make it easy for players to get the ball into the box. But also as well in those tight areas with those quick passing. It's about tracking and staying with runners as well. And there was exceptional today with it. And again, they worked so hard. And look, the manager will be so proud with the way that they they defended today. Um, as I said, there'll be some players that will be disappointed with not scoring. But the manager will go, hang on a minute, we've come to Brighton, who have had so many games not score, oh, sorry, scoring here. And you've you've nullified them to a certain degree in, in, a, in all the game. And it just shows you how well you've done today. And again, they're one of the best sides at doing what they did today without passing. Yeah, I, I mean, look, there's a lot of credit for the central defensive three who were superb. Craig Dawson headed everything away. Kilman and Totti were excellent at tracking 
players into certain areas and and if they were dragged out from the defensive line they went with them and they stayed with them and and then they were quick enough to turn and get back but I do want to highlight um, Nelson Semedo who I know you picked out during the game uh, uh, you know and when you consider here last season he was taken off at half time he had a shocker uh, I think he'll hold his hand up to say that he's had a tough time against Brighton in the last couple of games tonight I thought he was exceptional well I think this season, I think he's played really well. I, I, I just think that something's gone on. Is he? Is he? His frame of mind. He's he's, he's worked on his defending. His leadership. He's part of the leadership group now. Oh, it's well, responsibility. Well, well, the thing is, though, that that, that sometimes uh, counts for a lot when you're doing that. But he's just watching him. We've seen some players who have been really good and uh, clever um, at the beginning of the season. Uh, Matoma against him when he scored that goal against him. Um, well, look, it wasn't just him because he's gone past about three or four of us. But I think this season already, one-on-ones or when he's got isolated, I'll tell you what, nobody's got past him. He's quick, he's been aggressive. Uh, we've seen it as well when he's got his foot to the ball, put blocks in, and that's what we want to see from him. I still want to see him going forward more, though. I'll tell you what, because he's got a lot to offer. Say so He's quick, he's direct, he's got quality when he's up there. And look, I know he's had to be pinned back for long spells of the game today because that was that was just the way the game was today. But again, he's he's improved so much at his defending, and he's looked more more accomplished uh, player than he has done in the previous times that he's been here. Anyone else stand out for you tonight that you want to I, talk about? I thought Doyle Lamina in the middle of midfield played well. Um, again. The back line. You got. You got to. You got to speak about the back line. The, the three lads again at the back, and of course Doughty. I thought Doughty played well. Doughty played well as, as a five across the back. Uh, they looked as solid as anything that they've done this season um, against one of probably the best teams for that style of play, the passing and the moving. Um, and again, never got phased, never got in trouble. Um, but it makes a difference bringing Dawson back, doesn't it? It, it does. It makes a, a whole of a difference to the to the rest of the team across that back line and the midfielders. Uh, yeah, I, Tommy Doyle took one ball in the second half where he had no right to control it, and then took it on the turn, almost in one sweeping move. Um, I thought it was a very mature performance by him tonight. He, he used the ball really cleverly. I think he's grown in stature with the way that he's playing. I think that he's he's definitely improving. But again, that's going to come from match for sharpness. He's, he's had a little bit of a spell of games now, hasn't he? Um, scored a wonder goal at Brentford um, with his left foot and look they brought him to this club for a reason and Tom mentioned it about you don't get to Man City thinking that you're a bad player and technically a bad player but you can see that what he's got and what he offers um, he works hard he's willing to put his foot in but he can also play um, and, and you've, you're seeing a lot more of it now and it, it, look It'd be interesting to see when Gomez comes back, what will happen to it, because it'll be a shame because he's, he hasn't let the manager down, he hasn't let the teammates down and he hasn't let everybody else uh, in the club down with the way that he's played. Yeah, um, there is a pretty big game coming up this weekend. Is that? Uh, yeah, just a small matter of a, a short trip to uh, one of our neighbours, I forget who. Um, are, you, are you expecting pretty much the same? Same as the, the starting lineup tonight. That's what we yeah. go with now. I would have thought so. So look, at the end of the day, said so they got they got a break after this as well, haven't they? So it's it's you're going to play the strongest team. He'll know as a manager what is involved in this fixture for everybody involved in the club, supporters, fans, staff, everything. 
they'll they'll know what this is in there. And look, it's been was it twelve years since we played a local derby game? I think was it ninety six when we played? Uh, yeah, we haven't won at Hawthorns since ninety six. That was for you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I was playing in that one. So it was um, it was always nice to win at the Hawthorns. But um, yeah, it's look, it's going to mean a hell of a lot to people. Um, everybody wanted this fixture. We've been wanting it for a, a number of years now, uh, playing the Albion. And look, everybody on paper will go, well, Wolves are the Premiership club, West Brom are the, the Championship, so they're going to win. It's not going to be a case of that. They'll be, their manager will make sure that they're hitting home with everything. And all the fans from West Brom will be doing exactly the same what the Wolves fans are doing with their team. And look, it's all about making sure you get the right result. And look... It's going to be some atmosphere there. It certainly is. And we will be there bright and early at the Hawthorns this Sunday for Match Day Live. There'll be plenty of build-up to the game on Wolves Weekly. So make sure to join us for that uh, in the coming days or for all of your podcast needs. The latest reaction to this game, of course, as ever, is on our social media channels at Wolves. And there'll be the latest Wolves Express to come as well. Wolves Weekly. Match Day Live Extra. Sports Social Podcast Network.